We all know you love solid dudes. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the podcast. This episode is sponsored by Evaporust, the original super safe rust remover, non-toxic, environmentally friendly, safe, water-based formula that removes rust without the hassle of scrubbing. Also available is their amazing safe erase paint remover. Check them out on Instagram, on the internet, anywhere you can find them. Evaporust is the stuff. If you don't know, now you know. I am Chris from Mount Phillip Metalworks, joined by my co-host, the Axe Eye Rubbing Maniac, <laughs> Roy Scott from Vintage Axe Works. This is the Axe and Iron Podcast, and we are joined by the wonderfully bearded JC, which is James, what'd you say, James? James Clarence. Clarence, James Clarence. And it's, uh, what's your name on Instagram, Messer? Messer Custom Leather. Messer Custom Leather. What's up, JC? How's How's it going, yo? It's going. Yeah. Is it still hot up there? It's it's very hot, yes. Where are and you? I'm upstairs. I'm in Indiana. Oh shit! And you're upstairs in your house. You're gonna be sweating yeah. and like, yeah, no time. Yeah, no time. <laughs> JC Messer from Messer Custom Leather. Tell us about yourself, my friend. I know about you through Roy, and uh, I know you've been a big supporter of what me and Roy do. We really appreciate that. But tell us what you do, man. Well, I'm a leather guy, so. Anything leather, I usually take on. Uh, obviously, customs in my name. So, if you have a custom project, I'm your guy. Uh, I do a lot of camping type leather, axe leather, knife leather, the shovel pops. leather, shovel leather. Yes, which I is bizarre as shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so guys <laughs> actually have shovels that they bring camping with them. I'm assuming. Yes, that and they is. want you to put a leather sheath on. Do you call it a sheath? Yeah, mask, sheath, whatever. Mask, mm, yeah, shovel mask. So I had a guy, and he's like, "Hey, I've got this shovel. I want to be able to protect it because he sharpened the edges of it." Okay. Out, that's how they come. Sharpened edges. They're a what? Uh, yeah, it's a military Cr- fighting Chris shovel. Has, Chris has never picked up a shovel. You got like you got like, to bring this down. I've a notch. picked up. Come on, I've picked up shovels. <laughs> But just shovel shovels, your shit, yo. Sharpen shovels was a thing back in it, the day. Uh, does, that, does that go back to the wood woodsman woodcraft kind of stuff that we've talked I think about it's before? A Russian, like a world World War One or two. Oh shit! Yeah. Here we go. Fucking Slav life. I got a I got an inside guy on that. I'll have to ask him about it. Oh god! <laughs> and I, I could be completely wrong on where they came from, but I know they're a fighting shovel. They're a tactical shovel. What? What? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, is this a fact? Are you making this shit up, JC? It's it's a you, Matt Justice fact. How about that? Oh, oh God. Okay. <laughs> tactical. So, now available. Tactical fighting shovels. <laughs> In your face. So no, wait, I thought that was pretty. Did, did, hey, wait, hang on. Did you pick up what he said? That he said that's a Matthew Justice thing. Beaver Creek woodcrafting. Yeah. That's what he's talking yeah. about. So oh, okay. that I means... know he's into those weird shovels. 
Yeah, like so he gets whatever, whatever, shovels and... whatever fucking Matthew Justice says, you just have to discount it like 100%. Yeah. Or like oh, 50%. okay. I don't know. That guy, <laughs> that guy, he might know his stuff, man. He's got the balls to put on them goofy-ass hats and stuff. And I don't know. He might, be, he might know what he's talking about, that Matt. He Justice. sent me one of those goofy-ass hats. I know. I fucking wear it on show Sunday. I will wear that shit. It's oh, great. God. It's a funny-looking hat. But no, the reason I bring up the shovel... It's because one of your most recent projects was making a uh, shovel mask. And yes. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, that one is a, like a mini uh, German military shovel. So I'm assuming all these shovels were used for digging the trenches during World War II, right? I would assume. That's yeah. a lot. You, know, you, you know they dug trenches in World War One, right? Oh, well, yeah, I guess they did World War One. But he, was, he said... Uh, what do you I mean, was, I guess, dude? No, I was assuming because he said German that World War Two. Yeah. been... I got you. We were fighting the Germans in World War One. Also, you really don't have anything in that big giant melon of yours. No, nope. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> come what on. What else do you do besides shovels? Oh, uh, like I said, some axe leather, knife leather. Making some straps tonight. Um, I do backpack leather, which it's just the accessories for the backpacks. Right. Straps and. Buckles and tie downs, whatever. Um, do some. So, tool. so why did you? What's the allure of leather to you? And I'm not talking like Ben Snoor assless chaps kind of leather. Like what? <laughs> now I've only made one pair of assless chaps. Oh and Ben, ben Snoor is going to get all on our he shit. Was, because he was probably you don't call guy. them assless chaps. Every pair of chaps is assless. If it ain't assless <laughs> chaps, you're wearing leather pants. If you're wearing leather pants, you're an 80s rocker. <laughs> Sounds about right. That was pretty accurate. Yeah, I'm impressed. Yeah. I'm impressed. That was an accurate... Yeah, that was an accurate depiction of him. Yeah. So, yeah, you are you're you run, like, all over the place. Tools yeah, and... I'm like a... Fucking dog seen a squirrel, man. So how long ago did you get into all this? Uh, I took leather on seriously about three years ago, sometime okay. in 2017. Um, I grew up doing pre-1840 reenactments, so... Now here we go. Oh, fuck off. Part, <laughs> of that, part of that was making your own gear. So ah, okay. that's kind of where we got into it. Um, and so, so tell me not to cut you off here, but tell me where the fucking line is between reenactment and fucking LARPer is. <laughs> well, silence is all you he, need to no, hear. No, he took a deep breath and he was debating whether or not to punch you in the face is what it looked like. <laughs> well, the silence tells it all. I'm just, just going to leave that one right there. Uh, oh, come on. <laughs> Reenactment is badass. LARPing is yeah. just LARPing, you know. LARPing is you get picked up from your mom and dad after you're done. Yeah. <laughs> and, and go back to the basement and just chill. Yeah. But you, uh, when you were, what years were you doing the reenacting in? Uh, we started in, and I say we, my family and I, uh, about '88, and we pretty well quit in about '03, '04, somewhere around there. Yeah, but w- I mean, what was? The, I'm sorry. Uh, what what? Time period where you reenact. Oh, I'm sorry. Pre 1840. Oh, so, like Mountain Man. Oh. Uh, okay. War. So, hmm. Bucks, hmm. Is, that, is that how you met Matthew Justice? No, I met Matthew Justice through the Axe World. Really? I didn't yeah. know that. Yep. 
Matthew is his his was Civil War, I believe. So he's yeah. So that's weird that's though that you guys were running around and kind of doing the same thing. Yeah. Both LARPing. Pretty. Uh, so anyway, so what, like, uh, the original question, what turned you on to leather, specifically leather? I'm good at it. There yeah. you go. Oh, okay. You can't, well, you don't just pick it well, up and you're I like, mean, oh, I'm good well, at it. So, Let's just toot our own horn here. <laughs> I, I've messed around with a lot of stuff, um, as, as side gigs or whatever you want to call them. Um, and I looked at what was the most saturated market out there and mm-hmm. so chose leather work. <laughs> you idiot. No, um, I, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. It's uh... Wait, were you saying leather work is a saturated market? It kind of is, yeah. Is yeah, it? I, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. Dude, you, you only don't know because you don't know. Like, yeah. you, you can't just say, oh, I don't know. It's a... It's a that's no, dude. Though. So think think about all the freaking knives, all the bushcraft stuff, all the freaking axe stuff. Yeah. Um, and then just um, mainly like what JC's probably talking about and alluding to. It's all of the bushcraft gear stuff. Like, just think of every little tool or accessory. Oh, we need to put that in a little leather pouch. Oh, I got a little leatherman. It needs a leather pouch. I got a tape measure. Needs a leather pouch. Um, I got a fucking I got a bushcraft knife. It needs a sheath. They don't come with sheaths typically, so there's a there's a huge market for all that kind of stuff, and I would never fucking do it. I hate doing leather work. I don't know what draws anyone to do fucking leather work. Please answer. Please answer. Well, well he did. He said he's good at it, and clearly <laughs> you're not. <laughs> hey. <laughs> It's I'm, funny. I'm said, good. Hey, motherfucker. I'm enough. good. No, it's not. I'm good. I'm I'm good at what I do, and that's where it starts and stops. I don't want to do anything else, so I have perfected what I do and what, like, that's all I want to do. So I'm going to do it the freaking best and not do, not not fucking touch any more of it. I don't want to. There you go. Enough funny said. To say the Leatherman there. That was kind of one of the tilting points for me. I bought uh, half a dozen sheaths for my Leatherman off of their website and I just would tear them up. So I just started making my own and then people wanted them and here we are. There you go. (laughs) So is that how you started selling? Yeah, basically that's how I started selling. Yeah. Just little small things, wallets, Leatherman sheaths, you know, stuff like that. Um, with my dad's shop, he has uh, fixed blade knives that he sells. So, making sheaths for those. You go to a show, nobody wanted a knife without a sheath. So, right, sheath. They sell hmm. better. Yeah. So, Chris, whenever he just says, "Oh, my dad's shop," he's glossing over like a huge. He's got a giant shop. <clears throat> no, well, yeah, well, not necessarily not giant, giant, but yeah. it's so it's very very specialized. What like what does your dad do? He is a gunsmith. So uh, he's got these really old mills and lathes. And like walking into his machine shop is fucking amazing. Yeah. He's got, he's got like a full retail side on the other side of the shop. And then he's got like this hoarding 
Sorry to like take your fr- <laughs> <laughs> sorry to like uh, hijack your explanation here, but uh, he's got like this hoarding section of old machines, whole bunch of woodworking stuff, and then like tons and tons of projects that are like ninety percent done. <laughs> Sounds about right. That's, yeah, yeah, that's that's our way. Yeah, so but super the, freaking cool, super yeah. cool stuff. And and most of the machinery. Uh, has either been in our family or he has gotten and restored it, um, cleaned it up, repainted it, got it back in working order. And the most electronic thing in our shop is the lights and the motors. We don't no, have no kidding. CNCs or anything like that. So, so how long has your, your old man been doing that stuff and how long have you been around it? Uh, he's been doing the gunsmithing for about 32 33 years so that's how Jeez. long I've been. yeah so. does he have any so, line shaft driven tools in there not in the shop no there oh, might okay. be a couple sitting around the farm but yeah nothing nothing hooked up hmm. um so and and i've been around it for as long as i can remember roy i used to go back there um the the gun shop part was a hangout guy right bullshit and then the machine shop part when we were working back there uh i i had a bench or not a bench a stool that i would sit on and help um so my whole life i've been around it basically so did did your old man ever want to steer you into taking over because he's got a fully functional business and everything it's like legit and everything was he ever like jc i want you to take this over and here's here's what you know kind of a a a path to kind of take things over and continue on no, I mean, he, he wanted me to help. Um, when I was in school, I, you know, he, he expected me to help. Um, but that's one thing about dad. He won't push you in one way or the other. He'll support yeah. you. But, you know, when I started making the, the tools for leatherworking, um, he was in there with me and he just let me do it. I'd ask him questions. He'd show me. And when I screw something up, he'd say, well, here's how you can do it to not screw it up next time. And like I said, that's one thing about dad. He, he will not push you in one way or the other. So, but. Interesting. So is this what you do for a living? No. Well, yes. Yes. I I, I have, I have, I have two jobs. I have a full-time job. Oh, okay. That I go to during the day and then the leather work. And everything else is evening and weekends. Ah, okay. Yeah. Cool. Are you, I got to ask, are you hand stitching this stuff or do you have a sewing machine? Yes. I, uh, okay. Yes. I, I have, <laughs> okay. Uh, I have, I have um, a couple sewing machines. Um, the first one is a tip, Tipman Boss. Uh-huh. You ever, did you ever play paintball? Just the tip. Just not, <laughs> not really. No, and this, I didn't. This has got two piece. This has got two piece. Oh, okay. uh, so Tipman Boss, uh, Tipman Industrial is the same people that made the Tipman paintball guns, and they're out of Fort Wayne, Indiana. Oh, so okay. I have a hand stitcher, and it it's a pull of the handle and a push up of the handle makes one stitch. No, no electricity to it. Um, and then the other machine I have is a Sailrite made up in Columbia City, Indiana. And it's an electric machine, but it's also portable. So that's what I do a lot of my my canvas work on and light leather work. Hell uh, yeah! And then I do. So, go ahead, sorry. I do hand stitch. There's some projects you have to hand stitch. So, 
whenever the first time that JC and I met each other was at a uh, Pathfinder gathering, I, I don't know, several years ago, and he had a booth set up and he had this. Did what you had a, a sewing machine? I don't know which one you're talking about. Yes. It might have been. What, did you have yep. both of them? The okay. Tipman, yep. Um, so it was. So imagine what was it, in August? Is that what it is? Or July? July. July. So July in freaking slow Ohio, shitbag slow Ohio. Um, the sun is beating down, and there are all these bushcraft kind of guys there. And it was a. There was an. I don't. There was also an axe meetup, so I went to go hang out with the This axe is the most amazing fucking story I've ever heard in my life. Um, <laughs> Get to the fucking point here, Roy! Jesus Christ! You guys are fucking asshole. Off the barrel with me, you know that, so... You are a fucking asshole. <laughs> That's how we first met, though. So, uh, okay. he, he's over there in the blazing hot sun. He's got this little pop-up tent thing, or, like, little canopy thing. And all these all these uh, bushcraft guys are coming up and wanting sheets for a knife or an axe or something. And JC is just cranking out shit for all these nerds. So what, you'd, you'd make this shit and, this, like, pay me X amount of dollars and I'll make you a sheath real quick? Like that yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. That's that's badass. On on a on a multi day event like that, you know, you you've got a couple of days for everything to dry and I do repairs. You get a lot of guys that have repairs. There were guys from Denmark there that year and they, they one of them had tore up his uh net on his hammock and he brought it to me and I fixed that for him. So yeah, I mean Have you ever gotten anything bigger like leather uh, like like aprons? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Workwear, workwear kind of stuff. Yep, I make aprons. Uh, my dad makes aprons also, um, but yeah, I, I've made some aprons. Um, so, no chaps. Uh, <laughs> no, that's where Roy was going. That's yeah. exactly where Roy was going. <laughs> so and like, he'd want to bottle them. So, my, my, I'm totally ignorant to the leatherworking world, which is fine. That's why we wanted to have you on. But what is a uh, as Roy would say, dial us in on a price on something like this. Like, what do you what do you charge to make a knife sheet at a show? Uh, Fifty five dollars. Shut the hell up. That's pretty badass. Yeah. And you can just crank them out like what one an hour or something. No, I don't. I it it probably take you more than an hour. You've got oh, okay. So you've got to lay it out, cut it out, um, yeah. dye it, stitch it, and everything. You know. Um, most of my knife sheaths are wet formed. So you wet it down, form it around the knife, and then it takes 12 to 24 hours to dry. Oh, okay. I got you. So it's not, it's not an hour's yeah. time from start to finish, but right. it, you might have an hour to do in it. Yes. So why are you dyeing your leather? Why don't you just buy pre-dyed stuff? Because um, I used to buy dyed leather or, or just veg tan leather all the time. And then the first, like, done hide that I bought, I was like, I'm never dying leather ever again. Yeah. So I buy, walk us through that. I buy natural veg tan so that I have a color option. If you buy a whole hide at 22, 25 square feet and it's brown, you've got mm -hmm. 25 square feet of brown. Perfect. If I buy natural veg tan, yeah, perfect. That's <laughs> all you want to do, Roy. Yeah. <laughs> Roy has two colors. Yeah. yeah. If Fair if right I on. buy if I buy natural veg tan, I've got twelve colors, and I've I've still got the same ones. Uh. 
Um, but you but you also have twelve times the fucking headaches. Like I I mean I get that you want to to have a product offering for you know the fucking whatever the hot pink lime green fucking like yeah. any, anywhere in between. But for me, it's always about limiting the fucking scope. Here's what I here's what I offer. Either you buy it or you fuck off. Yeah, mm. but how how many types of wood do you have? How many types of wood do you offer? I don't offer those. Those are like at my discretion. Still, when, just make them, make yeah. them whenever you want to make them. Yeah. yeah. So I, I had a customer today that hit me up and said, "Hey, I I saw so and so post or whatever. Can you?" can you make me something like that? And my answer was maybe, I don't know. Wait, did he see somebody else's post and actually no, make No, no, he uh, saw he saw one of my posts. Uh, can you make me something like this? Yeah, I can. It's not going to be exact though because there's so much variance in wood that I mean, I, there's no way to fucking control that. So, I I just I don't like when someone when a customer tries to nail me down on specifics on a custom order. I mean, it's just, it's very, very frustrating when that, when that ball starts fucking rolling. Boo fucking wham. Oh my God. <laughs> That's what you got out you of this, make, you motherfucker. You make custom axes for a living. Make the fucking guy whatever the fuck he wants and charge him accordingly. Um, <laughs> and then hire JC to put hot pink fucking sheet oh on God. it. God. I do have some pink dye. Is that a of thing? You do. do people, do people is. order? Is it? Yeah. I guess uh, female uh, people Not that would old. like female people. That sounded Jeez. so fucking terrible. Dude, that, like, <laughs> women welcome. that want knives and axes and shit. That sounded so terrible. Welcome to your life. It is terrible. <laughs> That's like every fucking Instagram post you put up. Don't fuck <laughs> off. So Come on. <laughs> <laughs> So what's so, the hot pink stuff? What what like yeah. what's the story behind Who, that? Who's who's uh, buying that stuff? I Genuinely got it. curious. No, I I got it and I thought it was kind of cool. Um, I do. Okay, uh, so you liked it. Just say you liked it. Yeah, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> it okay. matches my skin. Tone. As we interview yeah. you right now, you have a hot pink shirt on, so I'm starting yeah. to starting well to think you, know. you like the color pink, which is fine. I'm good cool. with that. I did have it's, a male order purple axe leather off of me. Um, and, and I went and got it specifically for that order. Um, right. And I've got some more since then, but yeah, right I, on. I don't know. It's, it's, you don't always see purple leather or pink leather. So yeah, that's kick ass, man. And you're like in the tool game. I see you post some stuff, the hammers, you vices and you yeah. just like it all. Don't you like I all do. that shit? Don't I do. You? I, I, I like old tools. Um, yeah, and some knucklehead got me stuck on Wilton Vices. So. Oh, God. I take, no, I take no responsibility of any of that. What's yeah. your uh, shop looking like? My shop is a 10 by 10 upstairs room. Oh, cool. Attic room, yeah. That's where you do yeah. your shows from and all that stuff? Yeah. 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 Now, uh, there's been a couple times I've done them down on the couch, but yeah, I do them upstairs. Um, I'm planning this fall to expand into the garage. And get a little bit bigger workspace. So right on. But yeah, ten ten by ten upstairs. It's hot as balls. It's. You <laughs> <laughs> get some AC up in there, man. There, there's two of them cranking, and it's just it's like 97 degrees and 70 percent humidity. And yeah. but that's all right. 
I sweat it out. It's hot. S- summertime. Yeah. We bitch when it's hot and we bitch when it's cold. Right. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. You, I, I'm not going to fucking complain about cold. No way. Tell us, no fucking tell us about way. this show you do. I know you do it every, or you try to do it every Sunday, I think. Is it oh, Sunday yeah. or Saturday? Sunday, yep. Show Sunday. Tell us about that. Um, we just get on there and, and try to get other makers, um, kind of showcase what they've got going on. Yeah. Some guys, some guys are, are just collectors and they want to show what they've collected that week. Other guys are showing and gals are showing what they've worked on. So, uh, do it at seven o'clock Eastern time. On Sunday. So have you, you talked earlier on that you might kind of scale it back during the summer just cause yes. lots of, lots of shit kind of going on. Is that still yeah. the case? Yeah, I've done um, two, I think, in June, and I'll do a second one here in July. But yeah. Hell yeah. That, I that like hurt. popping in and watching them, dude. Yeah, I appreciate you coming on. You get but. some crazy, crazy dudes in there that have been working. You, I mean, you get normal guys in there that look like they're doing yeah. cool shit in their shop. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, so guys, go follow them on Messer Custom Leather on Sundays. You can watch him sweat his ass off and do an Instagram live show. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god! No, it's fine. It's a good time. I like I like popping in and seeing what you guys are doing, especially when you see Matthew Justice with the goofiest hat on I've ever seen any oh uh, grown ass man wear. But Just um, popping out, yeah, yeah. There are several makers that um, that maybe not, I mean, I shouldn't say several makers. There are lots of guys that are. Restoring better axes than you. and oh, yes, way way better than me um, at restoring <laughs> axes and um, just showing off kind of cool, kind of cool <laughs> stuff. What's going on? And uh, no, it's fun. And it, it, and you throw in a couple of beers on top of that, man. It's just like off to the fucking races. Yeah. Hell yeah! So what are you working on currently, JC? Uh, I've got a big order for the the backpack leather. Uh, Thirty five of those going out here. Um, so what? Whenever you say backpack leather, what? what yeah, it's throwing what you, me off. What are you talking? Uh, attachment points, lash points for a bed roll on the bottom of a backpack. The uh, the lid hold down straps, put the the buckle through, and you know, um, just real simple linear leather. But I cut it and dye it and oil it and send it to a guy, and then he builds a wax canvas backpack and uses these. On the on the backpack itself. Uh huh. So, question: uh, yes. Are you doing any custom colors on that sort of shit? No. Okay. Are you dyeing it? Yes. Okay. Bad decision. <laughs> Fucking. <laughs> Roy is anti dye. Roy is anti leather. Is it just messy? Is that why you hate it, Roy? Um. Like the dyeing so process. Th- is there, pain there, are se- there are several reasons why I hate it. One, you have to buy the dye. Two, right. you have to apply it, and yes, it is messy. And then you have to wait for it to dry. And right. then, and then, it's it. Whenever it fucking dries, it's re- it's like harder as a fucking wedding cock. I mean, you can't fucking move it. And what you mean the leather itself? Yeah, it's super fucking hard. Then you got to oil it down. Some people use. Uh, well, you ought to be oil. good at that because that's all I fucking see you do is oil <laughs> but, shit up. But there's like several, several steps of this process um, that I seriously, as soon as I bought that first piece of dyed leather, I'm and I even talked to fucking JC because I've got jugs of fucking dye that I haven't even opened 
they're you can have them. Yep. I think I said twenty bucks a pop, so pay Fuck up. Sucker. That. Just send them. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, like there's just several reasons not for for me not to do it. So for the, in in this instance, JC, why would you not buy pre-dyed leather for that? Does he offer a couple different colors or whatever? Nope, there's one color, um, and basically it boils down to cost. I can I can dye that leather cheaper than buying dyed leather. Veg tan dyed leather to get quality dye through the leather is not cheap. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So and then it's when when you hand dye or you you dye with you know, after the fact, whatever, it, it, it's more of a unique look. Every piece is a little different. So it's not so production colored. I love production. I love production. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fit. No, Roy can't get it done in a day. He wants nothing to do with it. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. Tell us about these, uh, your most recent posts. Field touch-up kits. The field touch-up kits are a short strap about, nine inches long um you so, got you got a, a chris doesn't know what a strop is oh so, no i know what a strop is okay yeah right. do you really yeah so yep. you just look like that normally i mean this is my face <laughs> it's the way i was fucking born roy i can't do nothing god. with it it's the way i was born so go ahead, sorry oh my god your money no <laughs> it was a, okay so they're nine inch they're small strops i told you get ready jc you're not ready oh fuck <laughs> Field touch-up uh, kits. Yes, and they've got a pocket on there with a with a small fine stone. Um, so it's it's exactly what it says. It's a field touch-up kit. It's it, if you're out using your axe, your your knife, and you get a ding in it, um, you can clean it up real quick. Wait, uh, you put the stone in the like you wrap the leather around the stone? Is that what? Yeah, I'm there, there, there's a sewn-on pocket that the stone oh. goes into. There's a flap that, with a snap. I got you. Yep. Yeah. Do, okay. you, do you do you offer the stone in it, um, or that's something that the customer has to provide? These I, I sell with the stone. It's a brand new Opinel stone. Ah, very um, cool. I have made some to fit custom sized stones. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's another stone, a DC four. I don't I don't know what it is, but I've made them to fit that. So these these come. You're ready to go. Throw it in your pocket. Throw it in your pack, and you're good to mm-hmm. go. I have to get another stone. So. Interesting. So, do you think do you think guys are using them more for axes or more for knives or maybe it's both? I don't know. Yeah. You think so? Uh, yeah, the guys that have bought them, some of them are axe guys, some of them are knife guys. It's it's honestly it it would be smaller for an axe, mm-hmm. but I've used it on axes, um, but, and I know other guys have. But definitely bushcraft oriented guys. I don't know what bushcraft is. Oh, God, shut up. Can I ask you guys a question? <laughs> what? JC, you're selling these field touch-up kit things, right? People are yes. buying them? Yes. <laughs> you're an <laughs> asshole. Yes. No, well, well, he says he has four not spoken for. I'm asking a question. Are there really that many people out there doing this stuff? Or, or be, be honest, is it just they got to have everything that goes out there? Like, Kind of like we talked to the meandering maker. Um, yeah. Where he just says he loves having all his gear with him and shit. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter if he pulls out his axe or not. He just wants to have it with him. Are those the kinds of guys that are buying this shit? Uh, yeah. Yes and no. Okay. Uh, and, and I'm a gear guy, too. Um, yeah. I, 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 I love gear. 
Um, but most of my gear. What? <laughs> what? What's your fit? What? It's a gear thing? Yeah. So he's making Roy, these no, are your I'm people. These are your people, Roy. No, this, no, this guy. No. This guy makes fun of us. So uh, we go camping. <laughs> and exactly. I have, it's called a fucking camp kitchen. Oh my uh, God, that's exactly why I was yeah, fucking I'm laughing. Just, <laughs> oh, I think we've heard this story. It's no, no, no. Wide. It's two feet deep and about four foot tall. It's, it's uh-huh. perfect for putting your stove on top of. It's yep. a prep on top, whatever. And it's got two doors on it. You got all your shit in there. Right. He comes. And he's got like his little marshmallow fanny. jacket oh, and, I and a fucking and jet pack. Stove. Fuck a, off! I picture him with that. I picture. Yeah. I know what jacket you're talking about. Yeah, the one where he looks like he should be skiing in the Swiss, Swiss Alps with a <laughs> woman named or some shit. Yeah, yeah, with a woman named yeah. Buffy or something. Oh my yeah. god! I know the one you're talking about. Don't so, hate on my fucking Puffy. Talking <laughs> about our next camping trip, and this motherfucker goes, "Hey." You gonna bring the kitchen? Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yes, I'm bringing the kitchen. Hell yeah, dude. So yeah. Pick, imagine this, Chris. What? Hey, let's go camping. Okay. Yeah. And then JC was like, "Hmm, how could we make this more like not camping?" I know. I'll go to Home Depot and I'll buy a fucking uh, a, a bathroom vanity, and I'll call that a camp kitchen. I'll rip off the fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll rip off the. How sink big and put is a stove it? On it. Is it big? It's not yeah. huge. I mean. No, it, it like takes two people to move it all around, but it's like yeah. fully, it's fully fucking stacked it's a kitchen. With, with with dishes. It's it like Jesus. seriously, it, it's like a whole fucking prep thing. That's serious and business, dude. These guys don't fucking joke around. Hell yeah, seriously. The, the, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'm bringing the trailer and I'm gonna bring the kitchen generator, air conditioner, it, yes, everything. <laughs> Now, why am I bringing the trailer? Uh, I, I don't know. You were already bringing wood. it. I've got to haul wood. Okay. Sawmill wood. And then I've got to haul something else that, that we're taking for you. Uh, no, it's not taking it for me. It's fucking for Taylor. Well, wait, wait, wait. It. We can't have no inside stories here. What, what are you bringing on the trailer? No. So, listen. Uh, listen. <laughs> No, it's not that. It, that's not the funny part of the story. The funny part of the story is this, and I'm going to fucking, I'll just be straight, right? Um, there was a big freaking axe event that was going to happen. Oh, in, yeah, you already, you already talked about this. Yeah, and, well, it yeah. got canceled, okay? Yep. Uh-huh. And a few group of guys, JC and I included, um, are going to do some sort of little camping trip down in North Carolina with a couple of other boys. And I've got a Delta Rockwell lathe that I bought a year, two years ago or whatever. It's just been sitting in my shop. It doesn't have a motor. Um, So JC was like, I'm I'm taking this, I'm taking that. And then Taylor was like, well, I heard you had a lathe. Would you want to sell it? And I was like, dude, I only want $100 for it. Let's just do some fucking horse trading and and we'll, we'll just settle up when we get there. So, so this started as me and Taylor and JC, okay, as an alternative to this fucking uh, Appalachian Axe meetup, all right? So Uh that got canceled, and now it went from three people, and it's almost, it's like ten people now. When's this happening? It's in fucking August, um, Mm. and it's all like, 
I know I'm saying this on the fucking podcast that five people listen to, but it's um, ten guys it, it, in a tent. <laughs> yeah, one tent, a small one tent. Yeah, and it's going to be real hot in there. Yeah, August, North Carolina. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be pretty warm. So uh, it's it's all like I know this is this sounds stupid, but it is on the DL. Like we're, I'm, I know I'm broadcasting it now. But. <laughs> on the deal, but I'm going to tell everybody on the podcast. Well, uh, it's fine. Good, it's fine. It, nobody it cares good, about you. Nobody cares about you. Uh, you're, so you're exactly right. No one gives a shit. No one gives a shit. <laughs> JC, can we ask what your day job is? Yeah. Uh, I'm a fuel division manager for a small farm service company. Oh, okay. Sounds really cool, but basically I drive a fuel truck and deliver oh, okay. diesel and gas. Right on. Yeah. And do leather work in the evenings. Do leather work in the evenings, yes. Yeah. Badass, man. You're hustling. I am. Uh, I'm trying. So, JC, you, you're not, um, you, do you describe yourself as an axe guy? I, I am described now as an axe guy from other people, yes. I like Why? Axes. Why? Why do you say that? Well, I, I, <laughs> you, said, you said that in such a condescending way. No, because fuck. he's like he no. he like hated to get it out. He's like, well, oh, I'm, well. I'm a nice guy now. I guess I hang out with you and I talk to you. So yeah, yeah. that's kind of why. What do you when you say axe guy? You mean collector? Is that what you're yeah. saying? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Well, yes, I collect axes. I, right. I like axes. Uh, okay. I also like knives and tactical shovels. In <laughs> How many shovels do you have? Oh my god! I'm I'm shut the I, fuck I, up. I, I, I only own two, like oh, two okay. of the One of them's for a pattern. One of them, I actually, I'm not gonna lie, it's kind of cool. It's fun to throw, and you so can dig a hole. You and Matthew Justice are the only two people that I know that have any interest in shovels. <laughs> <laughs> JC, don't don't take don't take that shit from him. There. There's a lot more out there. Okay, okay, that's what I was gonna ask. Is there a community of shovel collectors that collect <laughs> tactical shovels? So I met, uh, I had a customer come to my shop two years ago, and right. he a- he asked if I had any shovel. Like, Will you restore shovels? I like to throw shovels. I'd never heard of anyone yeah. throwing fucking shovels. That's crazy. Have you ever thrown a shovel, Chris? It's a weird world, dude. I throw everything. Yeah, like literally, like, I love throwing everything at anything. Th- I just throwing, throw shit. I threw a knife. Your fucking I threw life this away. big ass knife today, and I missed the piece of wood that it was going into. But it hit like the wall behind it, and it looked so glorious. But I missed the piece of wood. <laughs> <laughs> I like throwing shit. I throw these all the time. I'm Do you really? Yeah, hell yeah! I throw the shit out of them. I have ones that that are kind of. Crusty on the. I'm showing the axe bottle openers for everybody listening. They're kind of crusty on the ends where they got burnt because Roy's never forged anything in his entire life and he burnt the shit out of a couple of them. I'll, and, I'll take uh, that. I sharpen those up and I toss them. I like throwing shit, dude. I don't know why. I don't, I don't dude, know either. Throwing axes is like the most satisfying thing in the world, especially yes. if you get like a big ass double bit. Yes. And you fucking two hand that thing and just let it rip and it goes to the air and spins twice and just. When it sticks, it's just like, yeah. <laughs> and you just, like, release some tension. Like, if we're having a shitty day, we, well, we, we've absolutely destroyed our axe-throwing things. I got to rebuild it. But every day, me and Matt would go out back and 
throw axes. And then Ilya started making these things called kunai, I believe they were. They were some sort of um, uh, throwing daggers, heavy daggers. What? And those were super fun to throw. Yeah, I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but whatever. Probably. Yeah, those were super fun. And then, of course, anything sharp they made. I was like, is this done yet? Can I throw it? <laughs> Have you ever fucked anything up of theirs? Like the like they put a handle uh, on it and you're like, oh, shit. No, not really. They actually tell me to throw them as like a quality control thing. Ilya's like made some badass axes that he's getting ready to sell. And he's like, take this out back and throw it. He's like, go ahead, throw it. See, if it, you know, because if it breaks, he wants to fucking redo it or something. Yeah. Not yeah, that yeah. the steel would break, but like if the handle were to break or something on it. Because you don't know what these people are doing when they get the shit. You know, maybe the guy wants it to throw. You know what I mean? Nobody knows. Well, d- dude, the I mean, guys that the guys their customers and your it. customers are two totally different people. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and then there's one more customer, like the the actual competitive, like truly competitive actor. Those guys are like like total, um, what's his John name? Bradley. Yes, thank you. Sorry, John. Yeah. Sorry, John. Your name was on the tip of my tongue. I just forgot it. Just the tip. Um, they they are super. <laughs> <laughs> they are super serious about the uh, the grind profile. Yeah, um, they don't like they don't. I'm saying this as a generic freaking statement. They don't care about the head itself. It's all about the fucking the the, the grind the grind on the yeah. edge. Right. Um, they do they do typically like uh, New Orleans and Nationals just because they have a long swooping cutting edge and it can stick at multiple angles. But huh. in general, they'll most guys just throw whatever's at the fucking league that they're going to. But anyway, interesting. <clears throat> where where do you see uh, Master Custom Leather going? What's your grandmaster plan with all this stuff? You just want to keep it, keep doing what you're doing, or is there something bigger and better you're chasing that you want yeah. to do? Bigger and better. Yeah, um, I'd like full time. Yeah. Okay. Um, and we're we're moving in that direction. Um, it's, uh, oh, do you have guys that work for you? No, I'm sorry. I am. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm in that direction. Sorry. I got you. Uh, I say we because I have support from my family and my girlfriend. Uh, oh, okay. So, but yeah, I, I would really like to work it into a full time only job. Um, Dude, you but, start getting into you start getting into aprons. I've, I spent, I think mine was five hundred and eighty dollars. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, it's like the side of a fucking cow to wrap around you. <laughs> you mother! <laughs> no, it's just a really nice, really yeah. nice apron. Some guy in Oklahoma comes to Maryland every year for a blacksmithing event, and mm-hmm. he brings, he's smart, he brings, like, really nice yeah. aprons, and he gets, like, good money for them, but they're well constructed. I've had it for, oh. shit, probably eight years now, yeah. and it's, so, like, what, what's a what's an apron go for? Just kind of average price. I Mine? paid five five eighty oh. for this one. It was almost six hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, they're not cheap for a nice one. I'm not talking about no bullshit you buy at Home Depot. It yeah. says like the, the thing he told me, which made so much sense, is he's like, when you put it on, you don't want to feel like you have it on. And I put this thing on, and I'm <clears> like, dude. I mean, like everything's adjustable on it. Waist straps, shoulder straps, everything. And it, dude, I feel like it sounds stupid, but I feel like I have freaking body armor on when that thing's on. Like I do the dumbest shit when I have my apron on that I would never do. Shocker. It, like um, it's like because if a grinding wheel or something hits you, it just like pow, because it's made out of some like 
heavy ass. I mean, not heavy feeling, but like thick, thick. durable leather. Yeah, it's good shit. The guy you don't, that made you don't wear what? that in the summer, do you? No, I really can't. I'm I'm actually um, butt ass naked in the summer. Yeah, seriously, wearing yeah. nothing but a fucking cock yeah. ring. Like, <laughs> I got these dudes yesterday. I posted that video of me forging some of that rot, and I had the, oh, I can't believe you're forging in shorts. Like, dude, yeah, come yeah. on. Look, well, I, I was I was going to be the, I was the <laughs> whole ahead, craft sir. is started by starting a fire. Like, yeah. it's dangerous from the word go. Like, it's mm-hmm. no different from me. I, I get it. I appreciate everybody's concern. I'm okay though. I'm a big boy. I'm not going to, like, you know, if something catches on fire on my body, I'm perfectly okay with that. That's what happens. You just did a post today or yesterday, and you are like, safety third, and you were doing something really stupid. I did that? Yeah. Not me. Yes, you. You're thinking of somebody else. No, 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 no. Safety third? What was I doing? I never did that. Motherfucker, I know you did it. (laughs) No, I didn't. I didn't. (laughs) No, not me, bro. I could have sworn. You might, you may, maybe it was Matt, on. You might get me and Matt mixed up. Well, maybe we're in the Matt, shop. Yeah, yeah, we're in the shop all day together. Maybe yeah. Matt was videoing you. And I know uh, you both have fucking beards. I'm not. Stupid, I don't know. But you like. <laughs> That's debatable. There, there was. <laughs> there was music going on in the background, and you were like, like, oh, like. Uh, yeah, I yeah I said that I wasn't doing anything stupid at the time, but I said that because everybody was all my shit that morning. We just had a conversation about it. Like, well, if I, if so I wear fucking shorts. I'm gonna wear shorts. I don't care. Like, I don't care. I don't want to so hear you, about safety. So you this did fucking this. do it, you asshole. That's what I was trying I, to get to. I, I never said safety third. But you like you lit the words. <laughs> Whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. Stop giving me shit about my shorts. I'm gonna wear shorts. I, I don't like being hot. I, I, I don't care. Dude, you t- I told you what my freaking attire was whenever Fuckin I'm here be, in the shop. Yeah, I have done, <clears throat> over the course of my life, I have done way more dumb shit that should have got me hurt than what I'm currently doing every day in my shop. Like, dude, I've I, done I, some I, sketchy shit. I've pulled some tractor trailer frames under uh, 20,000 pounds of pressure that the chain should have just blown apart and ripped my fucking head off. Like, I've done some sketchy shit. So, doing what I'm doing now, it's like, it feels relatively safe to me. So, I appreciate everybody's concern, but leave me the fuck alone. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So, how does it feel being back out in the shop, yo? Honestly, dude, it feels amazing. I felt felt strong. Yeah, you're getting soft there. I was. (laughs) I felt strong. I came out. I told Matt, I was like, I'm rocking, dude. Started at like seven o'clock in the morning, went all day till like six, and both of us uh, just worked all freaking day, dude. It's going good. I had to take today off. I had to run a bunch of errands and get some shit done to my truck and everything. But dude, we're fucking rolling. I feel so good out there. I was like right, right where I needed to be. Yeah. What were you? What were you uh, making? What were you, what's going on? Oh, I'm working on hammers. I'm working on more wrought iron hammers because that's. What oh I'm yeah, yeah. Doing. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. 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 I like I, I like how you were you were tempering the eye. Is that correct? Yeah, today with the torch? well, I was tempering the faces. So the body doesn't matter because it's rot. It doesn't harden. Okay. I mean, it does it does harden, but it doesn't get you know Rockwell Rockwell hard. It doesn't matter. You can hit rot like in its hardest state. You can 
hit it with anything and make it dent. It doesn't get hard. So the okay. the body of the hammers don't. <clears throat> excuse me. The body of the hammers don't really matter. It's the faces. So you heat the eye up, and it's just like an old school. Actually, it's relatively new. The old school way is to get a hot piece of iron or steel and just put the hammer on it and let the hot hot iron. You just watch the colors go all the way out to the faces. So the okay. faces are what, what I'm doing. I was softening the faces because the hammers were already hardened. You want to bring them back a little bit and let that steel re- relax a little bit. So you heat, heat up the eye, and then you just watch the colors go from purple to that deep straw color. And that's that's generally where, with, this, with the steel that I'm using on these faces, that's where you want to be. Okay. And that way you know the faces aren't going to chip or break or be brittle or anything like that. It's no different than tempering a knife or anything else or an axe <laughs> or whatever you'd be working on. But yeah. the torchway... We have a we have a kiln that we can do it in, but the torch is just really quick. Hmm. Um, and being that the bodies aren't tool steel, you can just heat the rot really quick, and the heat travels really fast out to those faces. So it literally takes t- like the the length of that video twenty seconds to temper that hammer, as opposed to leaving it in really? the oven for two hours. Yeah, really? Uh huh. Oh. Yep. I had no idea. Yep. It, you can do it quick with the torch. How often do you guys place. use torches? Go ahead. Sorry, JC. Oh, go, go. How often do you guys use torches? Every single freaking day. Really? Yep. Every single day. Dude, we do so much bending and shifting and moving and heating and, yeah. You are it's shifting. Just, it's so easy to pick. So, picture it like this. So, <clears throat> If you were like these hammers, part of the part of the uh, problem that you can have with hammers when you punch an eye, you can have it off to one side or the other. Yeah. So the way you correct that is you heat the the side up that has more material on it, right? And then you lay you lay it down on the anvil and you beat it, it basically beat it back into the hole, and then it's straightens the hole back up. You can do it with a torch really fast, as opposed to heating up the whole hammer billet and trying to fix it like that or something. But yeah, you can, uh, the guys use it on swords, the guys, like, you know, we, we use torches all the time. Wow. So, yeah, That's man. pretty awesome, man. Yeah, it's a big part of our day, and especially when I do sculptural stuff, there'll be a day, they'll, I'll go through an entire eight-hour day and never put a freaking torch down. Like, I'll have it in my hand, like, the entire day. So, Just are you bending kind of, and shaping, setting rivets, uh, all that shit, man. So are you kind of jonesing to do another piece, a sculpture piece? I am, but um, we I want to get this. Uh, we, we assembled a piece of the building today. Oh, shit. And holy shit, when we put it up in the air, we both stood back, and I started freaking out a little bit because it's way bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's so never like, big when, enough. Well, when the pe- – no, no, no. I'm talking about uh, the <laughs> si- when it's going uh, vertical. So when it's laying on the ground, it looks like big pieces of steel. You know, it doesn't look like anything. Well, when you assemble it and then start making it go vertical, it's mm-hmm. like, holy shit. It's like one thing seeing it lay on the ground, but once it starts going in the air. So um, we actually, I, my, my lift won't go up high enough. So the, the, peak of the, um, the peak of the trusses is 20 feet, and I can get to like 13 feet. So hmm. I still got to go another. So we, I got a, a crane that um we're gonna crane the peak of the uh trusses up and set them that way it's gonna be a big ordeal but we're like we're like so close to getting it all like that's cool so like it can't we can't just put the frame up so what needs to happen is uh once the frame starts to go up everything else needs to go up Mm -hmm. so we need to do the the i'm gonna 
I'm not a carpenter, so I don't know what the fuck they are, but the joices that go in between the trusses, I'm assuming is what they're called. Joices? I know they're floor joists. I don't know. But anyway, the boards that go in between all the trusses, we need to put those up along with the roof paneling. So basically everything needs to go up in one shot. But it's exciting, man. It's going to be a yeah. big fucking place. It's going to be Sounds awesome. Like it. Sounds I was like walking it. out back with a buddy of mine today, and I'm like, dude, it's like 44 by 46. This is going to be big. It's going to be awesome. So Can't back wait. to the sculpture thing. That's like, what. That's where I want. I want this whole fucking thing just to have sculptures all around it, like my work, me and Ilya's shit. And we got an idea for gates we're gonna build for this thing and all this shit, man. It's gonna be well, that's really cool, dude. So, I'm freaking. I'm so excited. Like I've never been more excited for anything in my life. I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. It's going to so, be great for all of us to just stretch out and like have so much room to do whatever yeah. the fuck we want and bring big, big projects in. Like I got an email tonight. This guy has some civil war era, um, lane gates, like driveway gates mm-hmm. that he needs repair done to him. And I contacted him. I'm just waiting to hear back and see what's going on. But shit like that is going to be like, to have to have that big space to actually lay a you know eight foot gate out on a table and start doing some repair on it and it's gonna be awesome i'm excited man yeah that um i'm sure it's very exciting i'm sure it is um (laughs) (laughs) i don't know what i like seriously like yes i know it's exciting i don't know what the fucking set like yeah it's gonna be exciting it's it's gonna be exciting like a kick in the dick it's, uh, it's gonna be you know what you always think like like when everybody starts, so when I started out in black in forging, I watched this, my buddy Matt do this demo and he forged out this huge piece of steel and he made this big thing. And I went home and I tried to forge like a two inch bar and I was like, oh my God, there's no way I can forge this. This is like giant, you know, like mm-hmm. two inch bar doesn't sound like a lot. I'm talking like square bar. And then we try pounding it out by hand. You're like, holy shit, this is too much. So then you start getting bigger equipment because you want to do bigger and bigger stuff. So I got bigger equipment, I got bigger forge, I got bigger anvil, and then I can start working my way up and build some bigger sculptures. But now it's like, I want to go even bigger. Jeez. So, like, this is going to be really cool to, like, you know, make, like, a 10-foot tall sculpture instead of, like, you know, I've made some shit that's 4 and 5-foot tall, but, like, be able to do something 10-foot tall would just be, like, that much more killer, you know? So do you have any ideas kind of swirling around? Or is it truly Not, whenever you start pounding stuff, shit starts moving and yeah, that's how it's it, gonna be it's gonna be one of those things. Once the uh, it's cheesy as it sounds, there's a bunch of landscaping stuff that once this building goes up, I'm probably gonna spend literally a year doing that, like getting the property the way I want it to look back there and everything, you know, because this is gonna be a place where we're gonna have events and have hangouts and yeah, you know, that's the main goal with it and. Uh, eventually teach classes and you know just have a spot where we can just all hang out and have a good time and yeah it's gonna be badass man and not drink beer it's part of the dream bro <laughs> what are you talking about i don't care if people drink beer come over fucking have a beer dude i'm not gonna have one with you <laughs> I, I haven't i haven't had a beer in a while now it's been it's a while been at least shit eight nine minutes Fuck off. <laughs> no, no. So, so I've started I've started and stopped several different times. My longest stretch was twenty days. But yeah. uh in I, I again I've in between then and now a couple different like starts and stops. So I just decided <laughs> Meeting with meeting with Rick Barter. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, so that that yep. 
You that can't hang out with like, Martyr. Exactly. It was like, God, I got yeah. I gotta have a fucking beer. Hell so yeah. there went there went that one. Um and then it's like, well, I had a beer on Friday, I might as well have a beer on fucking Saturday. Fuck this weekend, let's roll. Uh, <laughs> so Do what you want, man. Live your life. It's all good. I, I have just I've just stopped keeping track. It doesn't matter. There you it's just go. fucking it doesn't matter. It doesn't there matter. There you go. JC, what part of Indiana do you live in? East Central. Almost uh, almost to Ohio. Oh. Right on the I seventy corridor there. Oh, okay. Have you ever been through Indiana, Chris? Now we're going to hear how shitty Indiana is. It's awful. <laughs> it's fucking awful. I know. Featureless. It is. All there is is corn and roads. Can't it's be awful. as bad as Arkansas. Oh, it's worse. Arkansas, ha- Arkansas has some sort of features. Indiana is truly flat. Like, really? There's nothing there. The, the lower Ooh. part of on the Ohio River Valley, it, it, I mean, it's, I mean, there's some features, but... It's by and large, it's a pretty terrible state, and I can say that because I I was fucking born in Indiana. <laughs> that 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 state can go fuck off for all I care. Roy, Roy comes. Go ahead. Roy, Roy comes to the farm for a camp out. First thing he says, he gets out of his car and he goes, "Fuck, this is a featureless place, isn't it?" <laughs> <laughs> and I just looked at him. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> how far away are you guys? A couple hours, other. two and a half, like, something like that." Oh, is that all? Yeah. No shit. And we don't fucking hang out. Like, he and I talk on, on the phone like schoolgirls, you know, like I, almost I every other day or whatever. But, um, no, we don't we don't get to hang out very often. Um, you should. So when we do, it's a total fucking shit show. So this, this fucking August, who the hell knows what's going to fucking happen? I mean, Wait, it's going to be lights guys, out. So JC lives on a farm. You're in Kentucky. Why are you guys going to North Carolina to camp? <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Is there significance? To, I mean, is there other guys that live in North Carolina? Yes, so the guy, right. the guy that was putting oh, okay. on okay, I the, got the event is from there, and he ah. also has some property. And the real reason is his old lady's going out of town. So, yeah. Ah, okay. <laughs> Party time! Yeah. Hell yeah. What's going up with you? You're fucking rolling some axes out, huh? Yeah, these laminate things are going really well. Yeah, um, I see. They're the nicest ones you've ever done. Uh, thank you. I know you're being an asshole, but um, they <laughs> really are. <laughs> they, <laughs> you're on a roll. Let's keep it going. You're on um, four. Four of the nice axes. Congratulations. Um, so yeah, I've gotten I've gotten a lot of traction on them, and I'm very appreciative for all the support. And Dude, they look good for once. Thank <laughs> fuck off. I'm trying Damn, to say asshole. something nice. I just can't do it. <laughs> Um, so I had a real fear today, uh, that I'm going to run out of my really cool, pretty blanks in a very short amount of time. Because Wait, what is I'm, it? The walnut? No, is that what you're I've talking just, about? something like that. Yeah. I've got several blanks. Were you here whenever we had this conversation with Jimmy? I was talking to you and him about yeah, yeah. all these pretty blanks. I kind of zone out every time you talk. I don't really. That's fair. So, um, <laughs> I've got a stack back there yeah. that if I keep making them, I'm going to run out real fucking soon. Uh, and why don't people you do, are just... Can I ask you a question? Yeah, go why don't you Why don't you do more laminate, more layers of laminates? Just out of curiosity. Um, be, okay. Uh, the short answer is <laughs> yeah. I, I, like, I like the simplicity of just three okay. layers. Okay. 
because there are other guys out there that have been doing laminates for a long time. And, oh, okay. And it's like one of those things, right? You're like, oh, here's something cool and different. And yeah. you do three layers, and then it's four and five. And so, like, how crazy can I fucking get? And I really like the look of these where it looks like fucking knife scales on there. And it looks like yeah, it snake does. skin. That's yeah, the first they thing just, I think about. I'm like, they, those are just like knife scales. They, it just looks it just looks nice. It's cool, man. It's about fucking time. Um, what uh, what's coming up? Oh, I got a question for you today. Somebody asked me, me are all are all of your Black Ravens sold before you're finished with them? Typically, yeah. Okay, so the one you did today is gone. Yeah, it sold yesterday. It's badass. Yeah, congratulations. And the fucking price of Black Ravens, just for anyone out there. Um, they, my Black Ravens used to start at like seven hundred dollars. They're gonna be, they're like a thousand dollars now. They're, the price and the demand for those fucking axes has gone through the roof. And, and they're getting harder I, to find. I'm assuming, they're, right? They're getting, they're getting harder to find. And whenever you do, everyone wants a fucking fortune for them because they. Think I got they two just, of them. You want two? Yeah, sure. I'll send you two. What the fuck ever. I got that one axe that you freaked out about when you came to my place. You said, "Where did you get this from?" I remember your face. It yeah. was a, um, oh, so help me out. It was a true temper remember. Vulcan. Nope. Not that one. Not it was the one? one that was, uh, uh, Kelly made it and it was a ship to Brazil only item or something. And it still had the sticker label on the side. And you were like, where did you get this? It was still in the factory box. You're that was, I'm like an ax nerd now, Chris. <laughs> Look, I told Zinger! Roy before my best, uh, one of my number one sales of all time was I had this. I'm gonna fuck the name up. Red Warrior was it a Red Warrior? Yeah. Is that an accent? Good, okay, good I had a Red Warrior in a factory Red Warrior box. What? Yeah. yeah. And some. Where'd guy, you get that? How the fuck did you get that? I bought you. I can't believe I've never told this story to you. No. So never. Go. my anvil that I bought, my big one that I paid 3500 bucks for, uh-huh. I bought that selling axes. And I had no idea what I had. I had... What? So I go to this guy's place. He's got a barn full of stuff. He says, I need all this stuff out of here. I want to put cars in here. I said, okay. So this is gonna be, I'll make it quick. There's, it's a you long, don't have cool, to. It's you a don't long, have to cool make story. But... Just tell it, motherfucker head. Okay, so his uncle was an... <laughs> motherfucker head. You this motherfucker head. <laughs> his uncle was an antique dealer. And he says, uh, my uncle passed away. He used to keep all his antiques in this garage, but we want the garage to actually put cars in. And it was like, a, right. it was like a six-car garage. So I didn't know what to expect, and I go over there, and he, it's just slammed the gills with primitive stuff not necessarily tools it was just like basically your antique bullshit you see in like mm-hmm. you know crocs and you know wicker baskets yeah wicker baskets and yeah i was like oh man this, you know this is all really cool stuff but i'm more interested in tools and he's like oh come back here i got drill presses and he was talking about those wall wall mounted drill presses that you see in like every 1800s mm-hmm. blacksmith shop and he, and he had a 55-gallon wooden barrel of axes. And I pulled one out. I don't know a damn thing about axes. And it's true. They were, they were all old, and they all had stuff on them, you know, like written on the sides. And they were all in really good shape because it was an antique dealer. He wasn't a junk dealer. He was selling, uh-huh. like, nice antiques. So I was more interested in the blacksmith stuff. I really didn't give a shit about the axes. So I, like, we're making some deals on the 
blacksmith stuff and I start bringing stuff out of the building and I got, I'm like trying to figure out how much I can put in the bed of my truck. Cause my bed's completely empty. I'm like, how much stuff can I put in the bed of my truck? And still right, drive right. home? So I just start filling it up and I like fill it up, fill it up. We never talk about a price on anything. And I just start putting the stuff in the back of my truck. And he's like, I had a good chunk of change on me at the time. So I was like, whatever this guy says, I'll probably just end up buying it. So I'll just put it in my truck. And that's what he told me to do. He's like, we'll make a deal, figure out what you want, start loading up. So I start loading up and I got all the stuff that I wanted. And he's like, oh, you weren't interested in that barrel of axes? And I'm like, no, not really. I said, I'm not an axe guy. I could care less. I don't even know anything about axes. You know, I was like, I'll buy them to hang them on the wall, you know, if I was going to buy them. But I didn't, wasn't interested in sell, reselling them. So anyway, he tells me price on everything I have in my truck. He says 200 bucks. And I got, what? My, I got oh, my truck loaded. I mean, loaded. I couldn't strap another thing. Like it was Sanford and son shit where it was like going mm. over my roof line. So he had more he than says, that in fucking scrap value. He says, I'd love for you to take those axes. And I'm like, <laughs> Just get them the fuck I, out that's, of here. Well, yeah, because they were in the walkway. Yeah. And the barrel, it had so many axes in it that the barrel was too heavy to, like, physically move for him. So he's yeah. like, I'd love it if you'd empty the barrel, take all the axes with you, and take the barrel. I was like, dude, I'm really not interested, honestly. I'm like, I'm not being a dick, but I just... So he's like, I, I finally just was like, yeah, I'll take the axes. Okay, cool. So I take all the axes home. Well, apparently I had some good fucking axes. Because I put it up on Craigslist, like, as a look at all this shit for sale, you know. Uh-huh. And because I was flipping tools, he knew what I was doing with it. He'd been to my shop. He knew I was flipping tools. That's how he told me he had all this shit. So um, the axe guy starts showing up in droves. And I know I got raked. I got raked over the coals on a couple because I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. So the guy's like showing up and their eyes are like, they're like blown out of their head. They're like, they got all these vintage axes that are all in great shape and everything. What well, the bottom of the barrel was this little box. And it was in like a. I want it was like a crown royal bag, but it wasn't a crown royal bag. It was like a velvet, yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Pull it out, and there's a red warrior axe head in a red warrior. Whoever made red warrior, don't ask me anything about that shit because I have no idea. In the okay. in the in the box. So I was like, oh, this thing's pretty sweet. So this guy comes, and he's making a pile of axes. I had tons of axes, dude. Probably, I mean, I say tons. To me, they were tons. There's probably 75 axes in this barrel. God damn. And they were all laid out on my door in front of my shop. So these guys start pulling in. They're like fighting with each other. Literally, they're like elbow to elbow, tr- start grabbing these axes off the freaking door, right? And I'm like, oh shit, I must have some. These guys are losing their shit. <laughs> so they like make a pile. The guy's like, I'll give you, I'll give you 200 bucks for those four axes right there. And I'm like, hell yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, jackpot. <laughs> So they start, they start buying all the axes. The guys, I'm making a couple bucks. And uh, there's red, the Red Warrior things there. And I, this older fellow was in there. And I had it on the table. And I said, hey, you ever seen one of these? He's like, oh, yeah, I've seen one of those. He said, what do you want for it? I'm like, I have no idea. I didn't look it up or anything. So that, said, that was smart. That was smart. Well, I didn't care about the <laughs> shit. So he offers me 400 bucks like that. That's the first thing that comes out of his mouth. He says, I'll give you 400 bucks for it. And I'm like, he's going to give me $400. That's the first thing out of his mouth. This thing's got to be worth way more than that, right? Oh, God. So that night, I get on eBay, and mm-hmm. I found one. I happened to find one, and it was, like, almost identical to what mine looked like. And I think it was, like, 
700 bucks or something. Yeah. And I'm like, I told the guy, I was like, no, nah, I'm going to pass. I'll do some more research on it, yada, yada. So he starts, I'll give you 500. And I'm like, really? No, I want to look, I want to look into it some more. So he comes back the next day. He's like, I'll give you 600 bucks for it. I was like, take this motherfucker. Oh my God. <laughs> so by the time it was all said and done, and this was all over the course of two days, that was it. I had made almost $7,000 in two days from a pick that I paid 200 bucks for. Dang. Right? That's a fucking so, story, baby. And I was like, this is all free money, more or less. I mean, it wasn't free, but it was. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to go get the anvil that I really want. So the anvil was $3,500. I wish I would have bought another anvil that was there because I had the cash to do it. So when all of these guys message me and say, oh, should I buy this, blah, 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 I always tell them, save up for what you really want. Bust your ass and buy exactly what you want. Don't compromise when it comes to that shit. But that's my story about the Red Warrior thing. And I'll probably never see him again. I've never ever seen so, any of those guys before. So this clearly was before you and I knew each other. So oh several yeah, years this, ago. Would, this would have been in two thousand. Shit, when did I buy that? I think fourteen. Okay. Yeah, so six years ago, probably. <clears throat> no, it wasn't that long ago. I can't remember. Either or, I didn't. Yeah. I didn't know you. Yeah. That's all right. Know. He probably would have lowballed you anyways. One hundred percent, JC. I didn't try to buy a single thing in your shop. No, you didn't. I didn't have anything worth buying. <laughs> Not that you wanted. I've hooked you up with some deals. Yeah, you have. All right, I got you a couple deals. So, what JC, yes. Anything going on, like pressing that you just need to fucking. He's like, actually shocking to me because he's on the show. He doesn't shut up and he's on here and he clammed up tighter than the crab's <laughs> ass. Well, so not talking. <laughs> I really like listening to you guys. And, and that's why uh, I'm sorry. But I really, so yeah. Um, no, I don't have anything pressing that I, I, I can talk about. I'm working on some, some more tools. Um, for leather working. Yeah, let's talk just, about that. Yeah, um, I, I make the rivet setters. Uh, so the rivet setters came about, talking to Roy one time, uh, and he tells me how he sets his rivets, and he's using this socket in his press. Yeah. So I go and buy me a socket, put it in my press. I fucking hate it. It's it's horrible. I like I don't I still don't know how he was doing it. I'm awesome. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had my dad uh, I told dad what I wanted and I think I I put him on Instagram or something and Roy hits me up he's like this is what I want so I turned one down and it looks like a 308 casing like it looks like a 308 rifle yeah, case yeah um, so I made one for him and he destroyed it I did, <laughs> I did. <laughs> right, right tool for the, the right job isn't that what you said on your story tonight yeah, 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 exactly. I I, use, I don't know that, if I said this on the fucking podcast, but I, I used that to drive out a fucking kingpin on my Ford. <laughs> it was the only piece of brass I had. You told me that. <laughs> I felt like an asshole, but it worked really well. So I sent him mine because I, I made two. And he got some, he put some up on, on his uh, Instagram feed there, and there was some interest. So he sent them my way, and I don't know, I made 15 or 20 of them. 
and then Brandon uh, at Whiskey River wanted to start selling them for me. So he is buying all of them that I make and selling. It's a solid brass. It's 360 brass, um, and it'll set two sizes of rivets. So, Hell yeah. And it's, it doesn't leave a mark. That's a big thing. That, that was Roy's thing with, with the rivet setters. They're usually an oblong setter, and it leaves a mark on your leather. So these don't leave a mark on your leather, and it gives you a lot nicer finish. Gotcha. They're perfect. Badass. They're absolutely perfect. So congratulations on getting um, stocked up on Whiskey Riverside on those. It's fucking made in America, handmade on fucking American equipment. Yes. Yes, awesome. Uh, the lathe that I use is a, it's an old craftsman. It's been in our family for like three generations. It was my oh, great right. uncle's. So yeah, it's, it's fun. JC, you said yes. it all. You said it all, my friend. <laughs> Follow him on Messer Custom Leather. JC, thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you. Actually, guys. before we go. We're going to do a couple shout-outs because we've been fucking up and I haven't been doing shout-outs. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Go ahead. Uh, I am going to shout-out uh, the Mexican Carpenter. David, I'm going to I'm gonna screw your name up, David, and I know you listen to the podcast, and I apologize. I want to say it's Paraguir, Paraguay, Paraguay. I'm sorry, per- David Paraguay. Either way, the Mexican Carpenter 101 on Instagram. He did the footers for the new shop. I met him. Uh, he was actually doing work at Jimmy's shop in upstate New York, and it turned out we only live 20 minutes apart from each other here in Maryland. Yeah. So Is I've it? known him for a couple years. He's a great dude. He's came out a bunch of times. I restored an old post vice for him last year or two years ago or something like that, and he came out and did the footage. But him and his team do luxury homes all around the com- country. Um, they mainly stay on the East Coast, but, yeah, they do really cool stuff. The Mexican Carpenter 101 Oh, I'm looking David. at his feed right now. It's really yeah, nice. Yeah, he does some, he does. He does some uh, really nice high-level shit. And I felt yeah. like such a hillbilly asking him to put footers in because he works on, like, million-dollar homes. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, David, you and your team. Appreciate everything you've done. Who you got, Roy? Uh, this is – it's not anyone in particular. Um, so I posted something up on my story about my truck being found – and the reason that I'm thanking everyone um, is because a ton of you guys out there listening and my Instagram followers actually took that and reposted it and sent me lots and lots of messages um, asking for VIN numbers, asking for general locations. Um, the truck was found. It is straight fucked. Um, the bed is destroyed. The tires and wheels got fucking sold. The whole front end is jacked. It's been painted lime fucking green, um, but the truck is back. So for Crazy. everyone that did anything to help me out, I really, truly appreciate it. JC. So that, was, that was just a cop out. You didn't really have anybody. You just wanted to say everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Who you got, JC? Uh, I, I if, got... I wanna sh- if I want to shout someone out, uh, fucking Jeremy Meadows again. That motherfucker is a solid dude. He let me come down to his shop on Monday or Tuesday and use his fucking laser again. And it's awesome. Thank you, Jeremy. I love you. Go, JC. We all know you love solid dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who you got, JC? Oh my god! I got I got Whiskey River Trading Co. Oh yeah, I've been hearing yeah. a lot about this guy. So Brandon, he he's he's a hell of an artist, um, and he's he's a big supporter of makers and 
artist and uh, just an all-around cool guy. So Whiskey River Trading Co. on Instagram. Brandon's doing something, not to fucking jump on this no, train, no. but Brandon's doing something really cool. He's, it he's is doing cool. a lot. He's He's doing a lot of projects with a lot of different makers and bringing everyone together and offering really cool one-off unique pieces for his customers that you just cannot, like any one of us can't tap into all of the customers that he has. So yes. thank you for that. Um, he's doing something really cool, not only for the makers, but for the community at large, like your head. And that's a wrap <laughs> on the X and I- podcast once again we'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode evaporust the original super safe rust remover and don't forget about their new safe erase paint remover check them out on instagram at evaporust